How's it going, everybody? This is the Simple Sports Podcast, and coming up on today's show, what a weekend of football that we had this past weekend. Man, a lot of close, competitive, and meaningful games, but my biggest takeaway came on Saturday night after watching the Ravens' defense. Jeez, man, they are for real, and now in the driver's seat, heading into the final week. I'd hate to play them in the playoffs. Um, If I were any team in the AFC, I'd, I'd definitely hate to play the Ravens. Also, I've said a lot of negative things about Big Ben this year, but he really impressed me in New Orleans last night, even in a loss. Uh, Carried them, especially in the third and fourth quarter. Uh, Drove them right down the field at the end with some incredible catches from A.B. He had an an amazing night, along with a lot of other guys, obviously, but um, he had a really special night being doubled all night. That huge fourth and 15, man. But it was all cut short by what? small detail. Ball security with the season on the line. Credit to the Saints for making a great play. But you also have to be critical of the Steelers and Juju in a critical moment making a critical mistake. Just, you gotta have that. Uh, And not to be left out, Nick Foles, the Eagles. Looked like a team left for dead a couple of weeks ago. Yet again, and yet again, and yet again, Nick Foles comes to the rescue. Uh, Listen, I'm not one to say he's better than Carson Wentz. I'm not in that camp at all. But he may just be a better fit for this Eagles team. And he may just be a better fit for Doug Peterson. Uh, And and they look a lot more lively. They look a lot closer to the team that they were last year. And so, with all that said, uh, we'll get started with the stuff. So, am I worried about the Pats? Am I worried about Tom Brady? Let's just say I'm about at a 5 out of 10. I trust the brains and the experience of them more than any other team in the AFC. Every team alive in the race has at least one major, um, and some of them have multiple major flaws. And no team is better, and that includes the Pats, obviously, but no team is better prepared at exploiting those flaws than the Pats. Um... And so, until the clock strikes zero and they've been eliminated, my, my money's on the Pats. Pat Mahomes has struggled in his quote-unquote big games this year. Um, any game that you would deem that, mainly the big four. Um, and, and by struggle, I mean, he just hasn't, I don't know, he just hasn't been overwhelmingly good. It's not like he's been terrible, Um but here's the thing. You have to be fair in this evaluation. It's it's hard to overcome the defense that he has, first of all. Second of all, you're asking essentially a rookie to go on the road against the 12th man in Seahawks, by, led by a great coach, a great quarterback, a great running game, and the physical defense. There's not many quarterbacks in the league, period, that are coming out of that faring well. Okay, so let's be honest uh, about this whole situation. It, um that's not an excuse. It's just reality. And so to sit here and act as if he didn't play well um, is is crazy to me. Now, again, did he play great? No. Did he make mistakes? Absolutely. But he also made great plays. And listen, he scored 31 points on the road in Seattle. I don't know. You know, that's hard to do in and of itself. So I'm not going to be hard on him in this case. Listen, if Tom Brady went to Seattle... <laughs> yesterday and not pat mahomes i i'd find it hard for him to win as well like it's 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 no different so 
hats off to him for putting up a great game because I thought he put in a great effort and they still had a chance to win it. There's two teams in the NFL that I think have skated their way through a very easy schedule uh, and have the rep as good teams and don't deserve it. The Chargers and the Texans, okay? If you go back through their schedule game by game and assess the opponents, watch the games that they've won and how they've won them, I, I never had a doubt the Ravens were going to beat the Chargers on Saturday. And week to week, the Texans seem to escape some miraculous way with a win. Uh, they almost did it yesterday against the Eagles. Uh, I don't think either one is getting to the Super Bowl. And depending on the draw, both may be one and done. All right, so let's get into the meat of what I want to talk about today. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Got a couple other things we're going to revisit. Um, but we'll start here. 12 for 22 for 204 and a touchdown. Uh that will work, Mr. Jackson. That will absolutely work. Uh, with that defense, okay, 22 to 26 throws a game, um, I think it's perfect for him. Uh, if he can, <clears throat> excuse me, if he can be around 60% completion percentage, I, he wasn't quite there yesterday, um, but somewhere around 60%, uh, I think he would have hit two or three more throws, I think he'd have done awesome yesterday. Um, and no turnovers will absolutely work, especially coupled with the running game that they have along with him running the football. Uh, I was impressed. I was highly impressed with him yesterday. Um, the defense will get a lot of credit, and rightfully so, but he absolutely did his part. Um, and, you know, it, it was nice to see that. I still have concerns about his health. Again, I said it before. I said it again. He He's small, man. His frame is small. And... He's dynamic now, but it, someone eventually is going to catch him the right way. And it could happen next week. It could happen in the playoffs. It may not happen till next year. It may happen three years from now. Who knows? But I'm concerned about his size um, and therefore his health. Um, so there's that. The accuracy is still off. No question there. We knew that coming into this. We knew that coming into the season and so forth and so on. So. Not necessarily a surprise, but it certainly needs to be addressed because in today's game, 54%, which is what he was yesterday, um, that that's that's not going to cut it. Uh, you know, you, you got to do better than that. You can't have that as your average. Now, he's had some better days um, and he's had some worse days. So we'll see how he does. And then sort of piggybacking off the health, but the cold weather, like that small frame with this cold weather, man, like. I'm anxious to see how this pans out. Said the same thing about Pat Mahomes um, in the cold weather. We saw him play last year in Denver, but yeah, I'm not. That doesn't really count to me. Uh, it was kind of a backyard football game. I mean, listen, it counts, but it doesn't count. It is what it is. Whatever. I'm anxious to see that with Baker Mayfield as well, um, and and as well as uh, like I said, Lamar Jackson. So couple of guys i saw Mariota do it last year on the road in kansas city um so you know i know that he can do it he's he's roughly the same size um i think Mariota's a little bit bigger um but so it's not to say that lamar jackson can't do it um i just want to see it because again i think it's crucial that you are able to play on the road um, or at home, whichever it comes down to. But that cold weather, that cold weather matters. Okay, it is a factor. 
what I like about him is I don't think he's trying to do too much, which is perfect. Uh, my concern is, is he going to be able to do more if need be? Is he going to be able to maybe have a 250-yard passing day, two or three touchdowns, um, and, you know, 65% completion percentage? Can he have one of those? Because I think he's going to need to have at least one. Um, it may not have to be in the Super Bowl or even the AFC Championship game, but maybe it's opening day in the playoffs. Um, he's going to have to have at least one game where he throws for 250 because, again, defenses are going to shut that down and force him to try to throw the football down the field. And uh, that's the one concern I have um, about him. Now, the defense, they are for real. And they set the tone early with the pick on the very first play of the game. Uh, all the talk about them not being able to turn the ball over enough, which was fair criticism, by the way, but they addressed it and multiple times uh, they did so. They are fast. They swarm to the football. They are physical. They are sudden. They are violent. They make tackles in the open field. They can rush the passer. The only thing they weren't doing was turning the ball over. So if that is if the if their last game was a sign of things to come defensively, uh, boy, <laughs> again, that's going to be a scary team to face in the playoffs. So over the past week, there was a little Hall of Fame talk about Big Ben and a few others, uh, namely Eli Manning and Philip Rivers, which are the three I want to focus on. Okay, um, there are two that I think belong, but are not a lock. Eli and Big Ben. It's probably a lock for both in all reality, um, given their resume. And given their history, given the organizations that they play for, given their longevity, um, in all reality, they're probably a lock. Objectively, I'll listen to any reasonable argument against them, mainly because they both have some major flaws. Um, both of them turn the ball over. Uh, Eli just has a tendency to turn the ball over all the time. I don't necessarily think he turns it over at the most critical moments. Per se, I, I wouldn't say that. I would say that's Big Ben. Big Ben turns the ball over a lot. He has some games where he has five interceptions, um, stuff like that. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily classify him as a turnover machine like I would Eli Manning or something like that. But what I will say is Big Ben does have the tendency more so than others to turn the ball over at the most inopportune times, he'll have a fumble holding the ball, holding on to the ball too long. He'll throw a pick in the red zone when you're driving. We've seen that. And guess what? That's why they're in the position that they are now, because he did that not too long ago. Um, holding the ball too long. He's too aggressive at times, uh, times when you don't need to be. Uh, again, Big Ben's great. He's efficient when he needed to be. Um, he's made drives. He, he's done it all. He has some flaws, and this is one of them. Um, health credits Eli in that regard. Uh, that's never been a concern about Eli Manning. So, uh, no, no fault there, but big Ben tends to miss time every year due to injury. He missed some of the game against, uh, Oakland, I believe so far this year. I don't think there's been any concern about injury with him. Uh, so this year would actually be the anomaly because normally he misses at least a game, uh, due to injury. Uh, and neither, have been great winning on the road. Big Ben actually played pretty well last night, but outside of last night, historically, not great on the road. All that said, I think they both should get in, uh, and rightfully so. Again, 
everyone that's in the Hall of Fame has flaws. So this isn't to say that they don't belong. My point is that if you were going to make the argument, I would start there among other things. I mean, there's tons of things. Listen, Eli Manning, outside of those two playoff runs, is pretty much uh, just a guy. Uh, remove the name, and that's what he is. Um, but those two playoff runs were so spectacular. In addition to the teams that he beat, um, it's hard to argue against him being a Hall of Famer. What I will say is Philip Rivers does not belong. Now, who am I to say who does and doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame to start with? I probably should have started with that. Um, of any sport, of any whatever, but from 10,000 feet up as a fan, looking at his resume as a football player, I can't put him in. What has he ever won? And he's had some good teams, but what has he ever won? Uh, if he were a year-in, year-out playoff quarterback, I'd listen. If he had at least been to a Super Bowl, I'd listen. Five appearances, five playoff appearances, and a 4-5 or five record with 11 touchdowns and 9 picks and one lonely AFC championship appearance, that's not enough. A, a Hall of Famer? I mean, come on. You got to give me a little bit more than that. At least an appearance. Now, to be fair, they did run into the bus hall. That was the New England Patriots that year that they did go to the AFC Championship game. So I'll give them a little bit of a break there. But still, that doesn't account for your entire career. That's one year. You got to have a little bit more for me to be a Hall of Famer. Um, Again, I don't have a vote, so what does it matter? Uh, This could be the year that that happens. Uh, I struggled to get that out. I don't trust the Chargers nearly as much as everyone else. Their schedule has been, in my opinion, pretty weak. I don't think they've beaten anyone of significance. And all the huge games that they had, with the exception of um, oh, what game was that that they just had? The Chiefs, uh, they haven't really beaten anybody that was that you would consider like Super Bowl contenders or anything like that. Like, who have they beaten? Let's go through it. They lost to the Chiefs, beat the Bills. Lost to the Rams, beat the Niners. Beat the Raiders, beat the Browns, not Super Bowl contenders. Beat the Titans, I don't think the Super Bowl contenders. Beat the Seahawks, they're close, but I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. Um, that'd be the one good win, uh, and that was on the road. So that's a huge one. But they got one. They got beaten by the Broncos. Uh, they beat the Raiders, but whatever. Uh, they beat the Cardinals, whatever. Uh, they did go on the road and beat the Steelers, but I've always said the Steelers were a mess. Uh, they barely beat the Bengals, uh, and they did go on the road and beat the Chiefs. But again, do I think the Chiefs, uh, again, I put my money on the Pats. Uh, and so I'm not sold. They lost to the Ravens at home, and not only did they lose, they got demolished. They got dominated. They got pushed around. Um, and there's a couple, the Titans lost again. I said this last time, they, they should have lost that game. They made the Titans made some terrible calls. I don't know why they threw it for the two point conversion. You got Derrick Henry in the backfield. Clearly they made a mistake and now they realize it because he's been on a tear lately. I don't buy the charters at all. And finally, I want to move on and talk about the Eagles Nick Foles, Carson Wentz. I'm not sure what it is about this team led by Wentz versus Foles. My eyes and numbers 
tell me everything about Wentz is better than Foles. The film doesn't lie. Um, as in terms of looking at him as a quarterback, um, and we'll get to more on that in a second. But his physical talent, it just doesn't, Foles doesn't match it. But here's the difference. Nick Foles runs the offense better than Carson Wentz. And that's to be understood. Nick Foles is a veteran. Carson Wentz is a He's still, people have to remember, he's still a young kid. Um, Carson Wentz is an athlete right now. Nick Foles is playing quarterback and is playing better than Wentz is within this offense. I'm not sure if they'll get in, but I'd hate to be playing them in the playoffs. Because here we are yet again with them with that same mentality they had last year. And they, even going into the year, they escaped through the first couple of weeks. Uh, and we said, look, you had that mentality last year. That's not going to work this year. Well, here we are again, and it's working. They're in the same position. Nick Foles, 471 yards, four touchdowns at home against the Texans. Must have it. And he had it. The Eagle skill players made some big plays. Alshon Jeffrey made that huge catch over the middle. The defense made some great plays for them as well. Um, and listen, Nick Foles was nothing short of spectacular yet again. They needed a win. And now they need another win and the Vikings lost. But there is a chance that they get in. And I have to tell you, if they do get in, the only team that I think could beat them at this point is the Saints. Because they are rolling. And they got that underdog mentality going again. Foles is back there. And Philly's hot. They're coming in hot. And I'm telling you right now, if they manage to get in, if the Vikings lose and the Eagles win and they get in, boy, that is going to be hell to pay. The question I'm hearing from a lot of people is, do you trade Carson Wentz? I'm in the no camp on that one, uh, but those birds will be live and loud if the Eagles do manage to get in, especially if they can win a game or two and and make a deep run. Um, uh, Here's the thing with Wentz. He ad-libs a lot versus uh, Foles. What's the problem with that? Well, we saw it last night with with, uh, Patrick Mahomes against Seattle. Uh, Missed a couple of first downs. And key plays because he was going for the big play. Carson Wentz does a lot of the same thing. And sometimes that comes back to bite you. Especially when you're playing a disciplined team. When you make mistakes or when you don't capitalize on opportunities to put teams away. Or to put points on the board. Or to run time off the clock. To advance the football. To do things of that nature. Those are the types of games that you lose. Those are the types of games that New England beat you in. Those are the types of games in which... Teams that are disciplined, teams that run their fundamentals, teams that stick to their offense, teams like Seattle, who were down, I think, 14 to the Rams and were still running the football in the fourth quarter, um, things like that. That's why I think Nick Foles operates his offense better than Carson Wentz, because he plays quarterback and Carson Wentz is an athlete playing quarterback. Nick Foles is a quarterback. At least at this point in his career. And it, it is what it is. Um, now, again, it took some great plays from the skill players on a couple of drives. Um, but for the most part, he just operates it at a more efficient level, at a more fundamental level than Carson Wentz does. Also, he's missed chunks of seasons. Here we are again. He's missing more time. He's missed chunks of seasons dating all the way back to college. He's not getting ticky-tack fouls or fouls. Ticky-tack nagging injuries is what I meant to say. Um, he's got torn ACL last year, torn LCLs, broken bones, 
uh, he's not getting sprained ankles or, or, you know, a broken finger, uh, you know, sprained knee or something like that, bone bruise or whatever. Uh, we're talking about things that can be career alterers or even killers. Now we're dealing with the uh, uh, issue with the back. Um, is it crazy to think that you would trade Carson Wentz? I don't think it's crazy. Um, but would I do it? No. Uh, but but one more injury of that nature, of that magnitude, um, or if this back injury turns out to be something super serious, uh, at, le- at least to this point, they said he might play next week, but what if he does something worse to it? That's got to be it, if that's the case. All right, folks, so next week is going to be a good one. Titans got the primetime Sunday night game versus the Colts winning in no matter what. Um, now, they are still alive for the AFC South with some help. Um, but regardless of that situation, uh, winning they're in. Texans lose and the Titans win, they get the title. Same thing for the Colts. Now, obviously, if the Texans win, they keep the title and life goes on. But again, all they have to worry about is winning the football game. The rest will take care of itself if it needs to go that way. I said I wouldn't talk about them again until after the regular season, so I just wanted to touch on that only because they got the primetime game. I'm not picking them. I'm not picking the Colts. I'm not picking that game whatsoever. Um, I don't even want to talk about it. So moving on. Pittsburgh now <laughs> on the outside looking in and likely out. Okay. Um, they still are alive, but with the way the schedule is and the way things are going to shake out, it's very unlikely that they make it. Chiefs are sliding at the wrong time. The Pats are less looking less than stellar, although I still think they're the favorites in the AFC. The Rams have been shaky until yesterday, at least, albeit against the Niners. And the Texans are also sliding. Uh, the Chargers aren't that great. The Cowboys are in, but they aren't that great. The Vikings are winning in, but they aren't that great. And I'm sure most NFC teams would be in love to play the Vikings. It's an absolutely wide open year. With the exception of the Saints, I believe, because of how they have looked all year and they've struggled the last couple of weeks, but they appear to have gotten it back together for the most part last night. Um, listen, Pittsburgh is not a terrible team, so I I didn't expect them to just blow them out. Um, but they seem to be a lot more on track than they had been. And that's a good thing. Uh, and the Pats, in my eyes, because of the faith in what they do, as I said earlier... Other than those two teams, it is a jumbled mess, and it still is a jumbled mess even with the Pats. But again, I'm just separating that personally. Obviously, if you want to throw them in there, I have no objection to that. It is a jumbled mess, and it's going to be an absolutely fun weekend. I can't wait for it. Um, So until next time, folks, peace.